0: I'm Ruma Tenbrink, and welcome to the Children's Bedtime Stories podcast for adults. I am so excited to be reading to you my first book this evening. I really hope you enjoy this, and I hope it helps you fall asleep in a beautiful slumber and take you to a faraway land. Thank you so, so much for listening. World-renowned musician, environmentalist, and humanitarian, Dave Matthews, in collaboration with popular children's book author Cleet Barrett-Smith, has conjured an exciting and poignant fantasy about a girl who must confront her past mistakes before she can save her peaceful forest community from a gigantic threat. I am honored to read to you, If We Were Giants, Little Voices Can Have a Huge Impact. Let joy begin as we read part two. The Tree Folk. Chapter Seventeen. The pouch on Kira's back was relatively light. It hadn't felt right to take any food from the family for her journey, even though she had caught or prepared much of it herself. So she only had her clothing and a cutting stone. It would be enough. It was more than she deserved. She hesitated, toes on the edge of the circular platform that surrounded the hut. As usual, she paused for a moment out of nervousness and respect for the 200-foot drop to the ground. Kira lingered even longer this time, heartbroken at the thought of never seeing these people again, never getting to. She pushed those thoughts away. They would paralyze her. She was going to have to get better at avoiding memory traps. She'd have a double set of them now, one for each home she had lost. As she stood there, she detected a faint scent drifting into the forest. She raised her nose and sniffed. It was the fresh smell of moisture gathering in the air. Kira shaded her eyes with her hand and looked to the east, where billowy clouds had started to form and appeared to be headed this direction. The wet season was finally on its way. Maybe not today, but soon. She sighed. Having to contend with heavy rains didn't make her decision to leave any easier. It would be more difficult to find food and nearly impossible to build dry shelter. But she admitted to herself there was never going to be a good time. She just had to do it. Kira took a deep breath and extended one leg out over the open air. As soon as her foot hit the branch, she heard a voice say, "'Where do you think you're going?' "'She flinched and glanced up. "'Luan was perched on a branch above the hut. "'As she looked at him, "'his friends started to emerge "'from behind the surrounding screen of leaves. "'There was Tiha the builder "'with her rough hands and serious face. "'Kari, a muscular boy, "'a few years older than her, "'along with his younger brother, Mozan,' and finally Makina, a small but agile girl who could zip through the trees almost faster than a hook hunter. Invisible to Kira just a moment before, they suddenly appeared as if parts of the tree had come to life. They all stepped easily onto the platform. She just stared at them, heart racing. It's so good to see you out of the hammock, Luan said. You feeling better? She nodded. So, he gestured to the pouch on her back, where are you headed? Kira cleared her throat. Oh, you know, I have to try to get to the salt caverns. I need to repay Mom for his loan. Is that right? Luan took a few steps toward her. Then what's in the pouch? Shouldn't it be empty? Oh, I borrowed some other things from him as well. I need to return them. Kari scoffed and shook his head. Mozan whispered, She's not a very good liar. Makina clapped a hand over her mouth to stifle a giggle at that. Luan stepped closer and reached for the pouch. Kira didn't move to stop him. She felt as if she had no fight left in her. He gently grabbed the strings and lifted the little knapsack off her shoulders, then opened it up and looked through the contents. These are all your clothes, Luan said. He looked back up at her with soft, sad eyes. Please tell me that you aren't trying to leave. You don't understand. I have to. She snatched the pouch back from him. In her desperation to get away, her words tumbled out in a rush. I know you won't be able to understand, even though you'll try, because you're a good person, but please don't get in my way, because if I don't leave right now, then something very bad could. Shh. Luan took her by the shoulders. Just listen to me for a minute, all right? She shook off his hands, looked at the ground. Luan, please, I can't. Hey, it's me. You can trust me. Luan looked at her steadily until she raised her head and met his gaze. We have something to show you. Kira scanned his friend's faces. All of them were offering her sympathetic smiles, except Tiha, who never smiled at anyone. Now listen, Luan said softly. If I say the word hunters, he whispered it, You're not going to lose it again, are you? Kira took a deep breath and then shook her head. Good, Luan smiled too, because I think we might have solved that particular problem. The river's current was lazy, but Kira could still hear it. She had been traveling for a while through the trees with Luan and his friends, and now her breathing started to become shallow, and she could feel her hands getting clammy as she realized they were approaching the place where the group of takers had been spotted. Why are you bringing me back here? Luan turned and grinned at her. You'll see. Just another minute. He hopped to a lower branch and another, and then scrambled all the way down the trunk until he was standing on the ground. He looked up and waved for Kira to join him, and the rest of his friends followed. Luan led the little band around a copse of trees, and then the river was before them. Kira's heart started thundering at the sight, but she clenched her fists and took deep breaths. She needed to keep it together. Stop being so fragile and painful. And, though she didn't believe for a moment that Luan and his friends had solved anything, she owed it to him to at least see what they wanted to show her. We've been spying on them, the hunters, Luan said. He pointed downriver. Do you see what they've built to get back and forth? It's very clever. Kira squinted. On the riverbank, there was a wooden post with a rope looped around it. The rope stretched across the water and was tied to a corresponding post on the opposite side. Resting by the post on the far shore was a raft that was tethered to the rope. So, she thought, after the takers finished their raids, they must use this contraption to ferry their game back and forth. Kira's mind raced. The good news was that they were taking their plunder away from the tree folk, back to the other side of the river. The bad news was that Kira knew they wouldn't stop there. When more of them realized how good the hunting was over here, more of them would show up. And even if they didn't decimate the entire animal population of the forest, they were bound to discover the homes in the trees eventually and then another community of good people would be destroyed. Hey, you still with us? Luan shook her gently by the shoulder, jostling her out of her thoughts. She nodded. Okay, he said. They went hunting three times last week, but we haven't seen them in several days. Makina stepped forward. The rains will be coming any day now, but we think they're going to try at least one more time since they've left that raft there. Mozan added, "'After the river rises, their pulley system will be worthless. No way it'll work.'" "'We're going to be ready for them,' Luan said, "'and we're going to make sure they never come back.'" "'No!' Kira shook her head." Don't do anything to them. Please, stay away from them. Her eyes pleaded with Luan, and she grabbed his arms with both hands. You don't understand. The best thing you can do is hide. Remain safe up in the trees. Kira felt a frantic desire to leave. The longer she stayed here, the more danger these people were in. She had to get on with her punishment and exile herself to keep the takers away. Shh! Luan broke her grip lightly and turned her desperate clutching at him into an embrace. He held her for a few moments until her shaking subsided. Come on, Kira, at least let us show you what we've built. You've built something? She pulled back and gave him a look. What do you mean? Luan, he told us. Kari stepped forward. These hunters, they scare you. We wanted to scare them back. Luan grinned. My friend Kari doesn't always have the best way with words, but that pretty much sums it up. Kira shook her head. But you can't scare these. Yes, we can, little Makina marched right up to her. The girl's head barely reaching Kira's waist. She talked as fast as she moved through the trees. We were all talking about it, and when we spied on the hunters, we saw how big they were, and I said, "'They look like giants,' but I didn't think anybody would listen, because everyone looks like a giant to me, practically. But then Mozan agreed with me, which is funny, because he never agrees with me about anything.' And Kari also agreed with me, which is even funnier because he's pretty gigantic himself. And that's when I said, I wish we could be giants too, because then they would be as scared of us as you were scared of them. And then Tiha joined in the conversation, which is weird because she doesn't say much, you know, but she said, what if we actually could be giants? And then she and Luan went away and talked and came up with their plan and then came back and told us and we all liked it. And then we worked really hard the whole time you were in your hammock and Tiha is a really good builder and we are really good helpers, me especially. And now we want to show it to you because Luan thinks it might help you smile and be yourself again. So will you let us show you now, please? Kira peered around at all the faces, gazing eagerly at her. Had they really made this whatever it was for her? No. It had been for Luan, really, but he had wanted to do it for her, and the rest of them seemed to want to make both of them happy. She reached down and tousled Makina's hair. Well, I don't see how I can say no to all that. Makina clapped and hugged Kira fiercely, then grabbed her by the hand and tugged her deeper into the forest. Come on, it's right up here! She led Kira and the others to the ferry post the takers had set up on this side of the river, then started to follow a path that led into the forest. As the band of friends walked along, Kira turned to Luan, raising her eyebrows at him in a question. Luan gestured to indicate the path they were walking on. This is the access point for the hunters. They come this way every time. Saves them from having to clear a new trail for each hunt. He pointed up ahead. They split up eventually in ones or twos to cover more ground and get more game. But at this spot, they are always still together. And so they will all see this at the same time. Luan spread his arms wide with a flourish. Kira looked up. And oh, by the gods, what had they done? Towering over the heads, a good twenty feet above the forest floor, a great face emerged from a screen of leaves and stared down at them. The face alone was as tall as Machina, and it was scowling at them with thick furrowed brows and a long, sharp nose. Kira stepped back, her hand over her chest. Luan laughed and clapped her on the shoulder. Doesn't it look like real? I told you, Tiha is amazing. She can build anything. Tiha crossed her arms over her chest and nodded her agreement with this assessment. As Kira looked closer, she could see the illusion for what it was. A huge structure made of wood and mud and rocks. And brush, but still it had looked real enough when she first glanced up at it. A forest giant, just like something out of a story. It's pretty incredible! Kira breathed. Makina tugged on her arm. I made the nose all by myself, she whispered. Well, mostly. You did a nice job. That thing is hideous! Makina beamed. Kira stepped back a few paces to take in the entire scene. The face was impressive, but she realized that wasn't even half of it. In between the leaves, she could see two thick arms descending so long that the knuckles almost dragged on the ground, and also two sturdy legs that had been crafted out of fallen logs. Draped around these limbs were old quilts, pieces of clothing, and strips of fabric that had all been sewn together, so it appeared as if the huge creature were wearing a tattered, multicolored cloak." Kira had to admit that the whole thing really did look like a giant lurking among the leafy trees. Tiha showed us how to build the skeleton out of wood, Luan said, and then use the trees to prop it up, anchor the whole thing in place. The trees are the real giants, Mozan said. They're just helping us with our fake giants. And then, as you can see, we filled it in with anything we could find in the forests, Luan said. We didn't have time to make a body, but we think it's still going to be enough. It doesn't have to be perfect. If all goes well, they won't be getting close enough to examine it, but just good enough to work one time. Kira wrinkled her brow in confusion. Good enough to work how? To scare them away, Makina said. Kira studied the entire structure. She cleared her throat. throat) It's good. Really good, Tiha. The craftsmanship is incredible, and I have no idea how you all pulled this off. But do you really think they're going to be afraid of it? Oh, it gets even better, Luan grinned. Tiha also knows all about mechanics. "'straps and hinges and ropes and pulleys and levers. "'She even snuck down and studied the ferry rig "'that the hunters put together "'to get ideas about how to make it move. "'Isn't that just perfect? "'We all tried to... "'Wait, it moves?' Kira said. "'Yes!' Makina shouted. "'Tiha, tell her how you got the idea!' "'The stoic builder shrugged and looked at the ground.' clearly uncomfortable with all the attention. It was nothing. I just, I, I remembered these puppets that my dad made for me when I was a little girl. The head and arms and legs were all connected to strings, and you could hold a little board where the strings were attached. And when you moved the board this way and that, you could make the doll move around, dance or walk or whatever. Kira nodded. I had one of those when I was little, too. Uh, everybody, Kari said. We need to show Kira how it moves. Now. We will, Luan said. Just first, let us No, Kari said. Now. He pointed across the water. The group of takers was making its way across the river stones on the opposite shore, heading for their raft.